Hey everybody, um, this is Heidi St. John, and if you're not familiar with my podcast, check it out. You can check it out at um, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Podcast airs every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, just about 15 minutes long. Well, I just got home from um, Alabama. Um, had a little sweet home Alabama time and uh, got rained on a lot. So thanks to Alabama. Uh, it was beautiful. We loved it. Got to see my assistant, Melissa. Uh, in uh, She jo- drove to Chattanooga to see me, which was a huge blessing. Um, but I wanted to encourage you today because I, while I don't have the podcast ready um, again, and I feel like I was talking to my husband last night. You know, it's the 4th of July. My daughters, you know, our family was over at the house, and I'd been to see my sister at the hospital, um, flew straight into the airport, and then went over to see Heather and the girls to see how they were doing and uh, – Yesterday was just kind of a sort of a catch up, and I think a lot of we're just we're grieving. I mean, we're just going through just you know yeah you go through the, sort of the stages of grief. First, you're in shock, and then you're wondering why. Then you're, we're, you're trying to bargain with God, and then uh, you're angry, and so you run this gamut of emotions, and that's definitely what we're doing. And my um, I went in, you know, everybody's lighting up fireworks last night. I just could not do it. I and I thought I was in the kitchen just cleaning. Everybody's outside, and I was cleaning the kitchen because you know. That's what moms do. We try to fix things and put things back together. And so I was trying to pick up the big mess from our family gathering. It just hit me, you know, fireworks are going off and, and, and people are going on with their lives like normal. And this is how it is when, when we suffer, when we struggle. And we've been here before, but just never like this. And I wanted to encourage you today in the little state 51, in the few minutes I have. So I, I'll make this about 15 minutes long, but I've just been praying about how God would, um, use us to encourage people during this time of suffering. So first of all, I'll just, um, well, I guess I'm all over the place. I'll finish by saying last night I ended up not going and just watching uh, fireworks with my, with my family. I cleaned the kitchen. My oldest daughter came in. Uh, normally we're just a hoot and holler and good time on the July. <laughs> and my daughter came in, see how I was doing. And I just, one look at her and I just started crying. And I was just like, it's just so hard to celebrate. It's so hard when I know my sister's in a hospital room with her son who's still in a coma, who's not waking up and all the questions and all the struggles and they just bubbled to the surface. And I got to thinking about so many questions that I'm getting from so many of you on Facebook and, and through over at my blog. And so many of the questions right now are on suffering and what does God do with suffering? And I think about all the things that uh, come to my mind about it. Cause there's so many questions that, that we ask when we're, when we don't know why we don't have an answer. And I got to thinking about um, who who brings healing because I think right now when 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 you see a 17 year old boy um, get in an accident and and uh, struggle for his life and you see so much promise and there's so many things that uh, we don't understand I think it's easy for us to take it on ourselves and think if I just pray the right way if I just um, if I just have enough faith if I just believe enough and I guess I I want to encourage you today there's I actually wrote a list of questions that I've been getting that I think are um, important to answer, especially when we're struggling uh, like we are. Um, and the first one is just who brings healing. And I wrote it down. I was thinking, you know what? I wrote down my little handle list. I, uh, who who brings healing? And I just, for those of you who are praying with us for Bobby, and I'm just going to say this again because it just seems like we cry a lot lately. And I think it's okay to cry because this is a hard thing. We trust God for healing, but we know ultimately that healing is not going to come from us. It's not going to come. It's not going to be, it's not going to depend on how well we pray and 
what the right, if we say the right words and if we just have enough faith, the Bible says that healing comes from God. And if God, God, God heals us, he does things for us when we are absolutely full of unbelief. The Bible says that God saved us in our unbelief while we were still shaking our fist at him. In unbelief, God looked down and saw us and had mercy on us and sent his son and saved us. And it, and nothing has changed. God is the same and his heart toward us is the same. And so I was reading in Jeremiah this morning in Jeremiah 32 and I thought it, would, it encouraged me and I thought, well, maybe it would encourage you. So um, I thought I'd read it to you. Jeremiah's just bought a field, this whole big long story. I don't have time for it, but I want to get um, down to verse 17 where he's, he's talking to the Lord. He says, Sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing. Nothing is too hard for God. If God wanted, if God wants to heal Bobby, he'd snap his fingers and Bobby would get up out of that bed and walk. But what, what is God doing? We don't know what God is doing, but, but we're, but we're affirming that nothing is too hard for him. So he goes on and says, you show your love to thousands, but bring the punishment for the father's sins and collapse of children after them. Oh, great and powerful God, whose name is the Lord Almighty. Great are your purposes and mighty are your deeds. Your eyes are open to all the ways of men. You reward everyone according to his conduct and his deeds and his and that his deeds deserve. You perform miraculous signs and wonders in Egypt and continue them to this day, both in Israel and among all mankind and have gained renown that is still yours. And I guess I want to stop right there and say, so God wants glory. He wants us to give him praise and glory in every situation that we're in. I talk to homeschool moms all the time and I say, listen, we get to the end of our homeschool journey and we've been homeschooling our kids and homeschooling's hard. Like, my goodness, you know, God doesn't want us to get to the end of it and go, well, I wouldn't have been able to be so successful at homeschooling and I wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't have been such an awesome parent except for I found homeschooling and then I found this awesome curriculum. It was all me. No, no, no. God wants us to get to the end of this journey, get the end of either our homeschooling journey or the end of our life and fall flat on our face and just go, thank you, Jesus, that was all you. It was all you. He wants us to give him the glory. And that's what we're doing with Bobby. We're going, Father, we don't understand, but your word says you do it. You're the one who did it. You are the one who performs miraculous science and wonders. Why? So that you can gain renown. It's still yours. He's worthy of our praise and whatever we go through. And I'll tell you what, we have sat as a family so many times in the last week and just cried, like not understanding. Lord, what? What are you doing? But it doesn't change the truth of the word. You brought your people, Israel, out of Egypt with signs and wonders by a mighty and outstretched arm. You gave them the land that you swore to their fathers. They came and took possession of it, and it was all about you. And you skip down to verse 26, and the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, for I am the Lord, the God of mankind, is anything too hard for me? Is anything too hard for me? And the truth is nothing is too hard for God. Not what's happening with Bobby, but whatever circumstance you find yourself in today. Some of you are struggling with finances. Some of you are facing things. Some of you are struggling through divorce. Some of you are, are experiencing rejection, oh, the pain of rejection. And God is saying, nothing is too hard for me. Nothing. And so I want to encourage you today, like the Lord's been encouraging us, because I think sometimes we take it on ourselves and we just think we're not praying enough. We don't have enough faith. How come we tried to take the vent out of Bobby the other day and it didn't work? How come we prayed, Lord, could you do this? And he didn't do it. Well, God is God and God is going to do what God is going to do. It's not our job. We're not responsible for the outcome. And I guess I just want to encourage you because I know so many of you are praying with us. And I don't know about you, but it's encouraging to me to know that I'm not responsible for the outcome. I'm responsible to be 
faithful to God and to give him praise. And no matter what the circumstances I find myself in. And there's freedom in that. Men and women, there's freedom in it. So I was looking up a couple of verses on my handy phone today. And um, I love this out of Psalm 107. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. So what's our response to that in verse 21? Let us give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. And so whatever God does, our responsibility is to praise him. So whatever circumstance you find yourself in, I just want to encourage you what I'm doing. Just go, you know what? Not today, Satan. I'm not going to let you discourage me. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm not going to be defeated. I'm not going to doubt you. Discouragement, distraction, doubt, defeat. Like it always goes that way. And I want to just encourage you, whatever you're facing, not you guys aren't facing necessarily what we're facing, but we all have trouble, right? Jesus said in this world, what are we going to have? Trouble. We're going to have trouble. But take heart. He said, I have overcome the world. So our, our healing in this life isn't dependent on us. Of course, we have faith, and we will never stop contending for uh, the healing for Bobby. And unless and until the Lord takes him home, we're going to believe God for healing. But we trust God that even if the healing that we are asking for for Bobby's body on this earth doesn't come, that ultimate healing for him has already been accomplished because we get to go to heaven. I had a mom ask me the other day if it was hard for me. This is, I think, another really good thing, something I'm learning in all of this, I used to think that when people went through hard times or someone that they loved was killed suddenly or someone that they knew, um, you know, died from whatever, for whatever reason, you know, brain cancer or whatever, that people didn't like talking about it or, you know, it's too hard to say anything. I'm learning something through all this. It actually, um, the best thing I think sometimes you can do when someone's hurting and struggling is you don't have to say anything at all. You know, and if you do say something, people, we, we don't mind talking about it. It's actually good to just be able to say, thank you for praying. Thank you for what, uh, for coming alongside us. There is something so powerful and so profound about knowing that people all over the world are praying for you. And I think what's happening with Bobby is highlighting. I told my sister at the hospital the other day, I said, I think what's happening with Bobby in many respects has put us into a whole new um area in our walk with God, but it's also opened our eyes up to so much suffering. We get pictures, prayer requests from people all around the world. And I told my sister, I'm like, I didn't realize that so many people got in a car accident every day and broke their neck. And yet, as we're reaching out to these people, we are seeing something else that's really true about God. He says that when we trust him, his peace passes understanding and comes over us. I used to wonder, how do you, how do you even breathe when something like this happens to you. And I'll tell you how. The stories that you hear and that I've heard my whole life of God holding people through suffering are real. Those stories are real. He meets us in our suffering. He really does. His Holy Spirit is so present. It is so present in that room with Bobby. It is so present with my sister and so present with her kids and with our family. It doesn't mean we don't cry. It doesn't mean that, that we don't ask questions and wonder what God is doing. But I'll tell you what. God's comfort is real. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. And so we pray that God will continue, um, that God will continue to heal Bobby and he will continue to do a work in our heart. There's something else that I saw that I hope um, would encourage you. Let me find it. Um, I love this from Isaiah 53. It's talking about Jesus. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. That we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities. 
The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. I hear sometimes people saying, you know, by his wounds we are healed, and that means that we're healed. Every disease, every every problem that we have on this earth is going to be healed. And you know what it means? It means that by his punishment, by his stripes, by his wounds, those of us who believe Jesus receive ultimate healing. It means that because of the sacrifice that that, um, God made in sending Jesus and because of Jesus' willingness to die on the cross, we find ultimate healing. That because he took our pain and bore our suffering, we don't have to fear death, that we're not afraid. And so um, to just recognize how much God loves you. And I think, you know, we talk about this a lot as a family. We're seeing so many amazing things come out of of Bobby's suffering and what's happening with Bobby in the hospital and how um, how this is, and I think probably changed us forever. I do not think we will ever be the same after this. Um, how can you be the same after something like this happens? But to just recognize that our hope is in, in the Lord and that God is the one who brings healing. So if you're praying for something and you you just think, and you think I haven't said the right words or I spoke a negative word, and I just say right now, it's okay to just be angry. It's okay to go, I don't understand why this is happening. This whole idea that if you speak a negative word that somehow God's not going to listen to you, and it has to be all positivity. I don't find that anywhere in the Bible. I don't see it anywhere. When David was struggling, he went before the Lord, and he was like, Father, I hate this. People are trying to kill me. He never said, thank you, God, that people are trying to kill me, and that um, and I'm surrounded, and there's a king, uh, Saul, who wants me dead. He, he didn't say thank you. He didn't. He said, Father, help me. I'm struggling. So if you're struggling today, someone said to me the other day that if I just wouldn't speak a word of negativity, um, that if I would just surround the room with positive energy, that somehow um, that would make all the difference in the world. But that is so contrary to the Bible. That is not what God says. And so we trust in the word of God. And like I told you the other day, God sees your heart. He knows our hearts. I love that the Bible says some might trust in horses and some might trust in chariots. And I'm always telling this to homeschool. Some might trust in homeschooling or some might trust in the ICU or some might trust in medical um, miracles. We don't. Our trust is placed firmly and squarely and soundly and rightly on the word of God. And we're going to trust in him for whatever the outcome is. We know that he's good and his heart toward us doesn't change. So I just want to encourage you today. If you don't know, if you don't know the Lord, if you're just, if you're looking at our family and going, what those crazy people, man. God has done a work in my life. And some of you have heard me speak before. And so, you know, I believe my hope is my hope is in the Lord. I believe in him because he's a chain breaker. He's a healer. He's a trajectory changer. He breaks the cycles of generational sins and families. I know because I am a living testimony of it. And as long as God gives me breath, I'm going to give him praise. I'm going to praise him in the storm that we're in. I talked about the other day, um, that song, the song that we like so much, Spirit Lead Me, where, um, our trust is without borders and uh, how when we sing that song we should really think about what we're singing because when he does lead us where our trust is without borders it's going to reveal who we trust and if we trust in the healing power of God and knowing that his healing for Bobby is going to come his healing for all of us who love the Lord comes ultimately and the ultimate healing that we want is our soul healing. I was listening to Francis Chan this morning and Francis was talking to a whole bunch of people at Facebook. And uh, I love that guy. I just, I love his humility and I love his, um, I love his knowledge of the word. And he was saying, we want to learn to live with the end in mind. We, we should all be doing that. Be living. We don't know how much time we have on the surf. We don't know 
Um, we don't know tomorrow. We have no guarantees of anything. And he was talking about it in the context of not only living our lives in a way that pleases God and recognizing that someday we're all going to stand before him. And that was it's a blink of an eye in, in, the, um, in the grand scheme of things over eternity. And I think the same thing is true of parenting. And I, I love that Francis made the correlation. And I say it a lot. I say, you know, plant with a harvest in mind, especially with your with your kids. Mom and dad, if you uh, if you can just look ahead to what you want your kids to remember about you when they leave your house, when they're, you know, when they go off to college or they get married or whatever it is, we want to plant with a harvest in mind. That means that we're we're going, I'm going to make this investment in the life of my child today. And I'll tell you what, this other, that's another thing that's happening. That's another miracle, really, that's happening because of Bobby. It's reminding us all that we have no guarantee of tomorrow and we want our lives to be um, we want to be planting in our lives, thinking about what we're going to reap. What will we reap what we sow? We reap it in relationships. We reap it in financial decisions. We reap it in um, in our soul and our walk with God. So important for us to remember. So I hope you guys are encouraged today. Thank you so much for praying. Some of you have asked how Bobby is doing. Um, and he is struggling. He, I, I won't lie to you. He had a rough night last night. He's running a fever. He has developed uh, a, a pretty serious infection in his lungs. He has a staph infection. Uh, and today is a big day for him. Today is the day that we do, we, um, I will not be doing it. I'll be up with my sister. Um, but he'll have an MRI and a CAT scan. Uh, they're going to trach him and take out the, the ventilator. So, so many things are going on today. Um, but before any of it happens, we come before the Lord and say, Father, please help. Please help our hearts that are hurting. Um, please be with Bobby. We know he's with Bobby. I told you the other day, and I still believe this. I believe that in Bobby's state, in his unconscious state, that God is ministering to him. I think he has seen things that the rest of us have never seen. I think he's experiencing something uh, that we have yet to experience. Um, just the healing power of God. Somebody uh, messaged me. We read all, all of your messages, by the way, and oftentimes we send them to my sister. But just this image that God was holding Bobby and ministering to so as we go down to the hospital today, I'm sure we'll keep you posted. If you're not following Bobby's page at Miracles for Bobby uh, on, on Facebook, go ahead and, and, uh, and join that group. And we're kind of doing more frequent updates on there. Um, but I just want to thank you for your prayers and thank you for loving our family so well. And thank you for the verses. I don't think that we can say thank you enough. My sister Heather, when I was talking to her yesterday about um, all of this, she said, I don't know how. I would do this. I don't know how I could even get through this if it weren't for for the prayers. Heather doesn't even have Facebook. So we screenshot your comments to her and we text them to her. And they have brought her to tears many times. And so we thank you for that. We are so grateful for your prayers and your encouragement and um, just your stories. My sister will watch this later and she will be encouraged by your comments. So um, feel free to leave them here. But you guys, I'm going to leave you with this thought. Run to the Bible. Run to the Lord. God is the ultimate healer. And it doesn't depend on you to heal. It depends on us to pray and, and contend and ask Lord and come before him and then say, Father, not my will, but yours. Jesus said, if any of you is weary, let him come to me and rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light, and you will find rest for your soul. So basically in Matthew 11, Jesus gave three imperatives, three things to do if you want to find rest. First, you come to him. That means you drop what you're doing and you get on your knees and you get into the word and you you come to him, right? He said, come to him and take his yoke. That means that we, we, we you guys watch Little House on the Prairie, right? You don't have to like grow up on a farm to know what a yoke is. It's, it's, it's a 
a piece of wood that, that holds two um, oxen together. And that's the Lord of the universe saying, take my yoke. I actually want to share this with you. I want to carry it with you. So that was the other thing. And then he said, learn from me. And so we're learning uh, from the Lord. We're learning, getting encouragement from his word. We're getting encouragement from his people. But that's how you do it. If you want to find rest, Jesus said, come to me, take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light, and you will find rest. He didn't say you might find it. He said you will find it. So if you're looking for rest today, that's how you find it. You find it in the Word. I'll keep you posted on what happens with Bobby. I'm heading down there in a few minutes. Um, but I just want to thank you again for your prayers and for your love and our family. We feel it and we appreciate it. So uh, we love you guys and we're thankful for you. And I'll come back a little later on this afternoon and update you either via Facebook Live or uh, via my blog. So thanks so much. We appreciate it. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.